BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I have become a little bit obsessed with cooking right now. My husband and I are trying to get into it. We are definitely getting motivated and inspired for Thanksgiving since we are hosting it this year. All this to be said, I know that my obsession is going to grow after speaking with my next guest, Tegan Gerard. She is here with me to talk all about her food blogging business, Half-Baked Harvest. She has a new cookbook out titled Half-Baked Harvest super simple, which you definitely need to check out. Here is Tegan. Thank you for that nice intro. So sweet. I'm excited to talk food with you. I know. Okay. So first let's talk about how you got into cooking. Was it something you were always passionate about? No, not really. I'm from a big family. I'm Mm -hmm. one of seven. So seven kids or seven people? Seven kids. Oh my God. My parents, you know, were like the young teeny bopper, got married at 18, just about the kids. Yeah. I'm one of five. I mean, one of five kids. So I'm, I understand the mentality. Very close. Actually, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Like I love growing up with big family. Yeah. But so, you know, like dinner was crazy. My dad worked nine to five, then like went to the gym afterwards. So like we wouldn't eat till later. And I was just like, when I was like 13, I was like, I'm just going to start cooking. And I started cooking, kind of loved it. Like loved the reactions I was getting from my family members. Everybody was excited about it. It was fun. It was something to do after school. Always been like a very creative person. Never mm-hmm. wanted to like sit still really. So I just started cooking for the family and then cooked all through middle school and high school. And I started Happy Harvest when I was 19. So right out of high school. Oh my gosh. And how old are you now? I'm 26. Oh my gosh. I wish I was still that baby that was 19. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I'm 26. No, I'm at first of all, 26 is still a baby, but you're so much like wiser now. Don't you think you have so much more experience under your belt and you're more like confident? I don't know. You That's know what? How I, feel I, I still older. need the confidence. Like I, okay. everybody's like, once you hit 30, you're going to get it. I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm building it slowly. It comes. It definitely comes. I think that there is something to be said about getting to that 30 well, age. I'm like nervous. I don't need to get there. Right yeah. <laughs> you have some time. I have a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. So you started cooking. Was your 
mom just not cooking, not... Oh, she was the baker of the family. Okay, Sorry, okay. I didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah. so my dad did dinner, mm-hmm. and it was always just like, you know, chicken and rice, tacos, like yeah. the super, like, basic. basic. Yes, and my mom would have dessert on the table before dinner. Like, she was... Stop it. Yes. You guys was... had dessert every night? Oh, yeah. Like, fresh baked cookies, chocolate cake. Like, she was the baker. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, and it was, can't complain. Like, we were kids. We loved it, you yeah. know? But you also have to eat solid food at some point. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like not I mean she can cook but like not like it's just not her thing yeah and you didn't want to wait for your dad to get home from the gym yeah we so were like, like I'm we, just gonna do like it like our family used to eat at like 9 30 oh my god it was like, with seven kids that's man that's that's why like it's just too much chaos yeah I mean also did everybody have different tastes because I know in my family like <laughs> my mom she was one of those moms that would actually like make different things for everyone yes, which yes. is not the best thing no, to do like I'm sure I don't have kids yet but like I'm sure parenting don't do that right right like, it's like a no-no you have kids yeah you have to force kids. your kids to get into new foods yes. try new things yeah. and also like not be annoying picky eaters like all of us are now yeah. no my brothers are annoying picky eaters yeah they all eat the same foods so it was that's why it was just like a lot of chicken and rice a lot of tacos like very basic. I'm from Cleveland originally. So like that, you know, Midwest food. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the one that had to introduce them to like some different foods. Yeah. So you got really into cooking. What inspired you to then start Instagram feed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the blog came first. Funny enough, this was like, Instagram was alive, but like alive. Yeah. Because you're young. So, but I wasn't on Instagram. So it was my brothers that were like, why aren't you on Instagram? I'm like, I don't know what's Instagram. I actually was going to go to school for fashion here Mm -hmm. in LA. I was going to go to Fitum, came out here, got a job, worked for three months, was like, nope, not doing LA, can't do it. Just like, I'm small town, girl. Yeah. Like, I like Colorado. I'm from a small little town. Missed my family, honestly. A little bit yeah. homesick. I was 18 at the time, so maybe a little bit young to be completely on my own. I don't know. You don't have to justify it. It just didn't yeah, feel right. It just didn't yeah. feel right at all. What are, it was the best decision I made. Came home. It was actually my mom that was like, why don't you start a food blog? Because I had been cooking and like reading food blogs for a little bit and blogs were slowly becoming to become a thing. This was mm-hmm. like 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm, Crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I started half Baked Harvest and just never looked back. I was wow. still living at home at the time. So I was able to like, you know, live off the family for a bit and really work to build half Baked Harvest. So I did that for like a good year and a half. And in that year and a half, I saw growth. And then I just kept going. So what was your original mission? Like, how were you going to separate yourself from all the other food bloggers out I there? I wasn't like at the time, I wasn't thinking about it. Because okay. it was just, it was so new at the time, I feel like. And I was just like, at a place in my life where I was probably a little bit lost. Like, what am I doing? What do I want to do? So I wasn't necessarily thinking about it. I was just, I was just thinking about, I don't know. I was thinking about what recipes I was making, I guess. Yeah. Um, And it really wasn't a year and a half into it until I started to strategically think about it and then think about like, how am I going to be different from everybody else? How am I going to do this? How can I make money doing this? Mm -hmm. So that was kind of that breaking point that year and a half when I sort of started to see engagement and people really following and being mm-hmm. excited about the recipes I was creating. So so how did you do that? Like, what do oh, you think I, sets you apart? Yeah. And how did you yeah, yeah. plan? I think I didn't do it purposely. I'm a very visual person, really creative. And that's kind of the way that I think about recipes. Like, I don't think that I think about them in the typical way. Mm-hmm. I actually look at a recipe like I think of it, say, you know, I want to make a chicken stir fry. I don't know. I'm thinking about it 
not only from a recipe, like what am I putting in this stir fry, but also how am I taking that photo? Because I do all the photography as mm-hmm. well. So the thing about food is that we eat with our eyes. Like if something doesn't look good, you don't really want to eat it, right? 100%. So I'm always thinking about how can I make this recipe look incredibly delicious, especially on Instagram. How can I make this literally say, eat me? Right. You know? But also make sure that it actually is delicious. Exactly. Because if someone cooks it and it just looks good, but it's not delicious, they're not going to be coming back for more. Absolutely. So right. that was that has always been my goal really from day one. And I've always asked myself, How can I make this look incredibly delicious, be delicious? And so that's kind of how I approach recipe development. Mm -hmm. And as I'm taking photos, I'm a lot of times like adjusting that recipe, like adding an herb or adding something to give it that special touch to make it look good. But then that also adds flavor. So it's like a, it's a cool thing. And I don't, I don't know that a lot of people think of recipes that way. So I'm, I'm already thinking about how the dish is going to look before the dish is even made. That's amazing. Um, and You're just, really helping out a host. I love hosting. I love like putting tablespoons together. Presentation. I'm all about presentation. And then I think that really differentiates me from everybody else. I don't have that like stock food network photo or bon appetit. Like it's a very much a half baked harvest photo and a half baked harvest recipe. There's always like something a little bit special about the recipe that elevates it a little bit. So, do you have any restrictions in your diet or things that you never cook with or, you know, cause yeah, like some, absolutely. some food bloggers are like, this is only going to be a vegan page For or sure. this is going to be like a low on sugar page. Absolutely. So my whole thing is use whole foods all, you know, like nothing. I don't use anything processed. Okay. I'm not vegan. I'm not gluten free. You'll find a little bit of everything on half baked harvest, but you won't find like processed ingredients. And I'm all about like whole foods, shop the premier to the grocery store, mm-hmm. incorporate produce use lean meats, things like that. So really anything that like comes up from the ground, I'm using that. And then like, I'm staying away from those middle of the store unless I will give an exception for a holiday recipe. And it's like this like tradition and you just got to go for it sometimes. I'm always trying to just incorporate whole foods as much as I can and keep the recipes balanced. I'm all about balance. I'm not like overly healthy or overly one way. Just I think that's so important. I mean, that's what I look to because I believe in moderation. I believe in sometimes going to the extreme when you want to and then sometimes really watching yourself. So like you are the type of, you know, account that I'd want to follow. I think that that's how a lot of people like to eat. I think that's yeah. how you need to eat. You need like food is so exciting and you should be able to experience it if you're going to a great restaurant, if you're in Paris, like eat the croissant, yeah. you know, <laughs> like you got to live a little too. And I think that there is, it's all about balance. Have your salad at lunch, have something if you need it a little bit more indulgent for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. it's, we're coming up on the holidays right now. So I feel like enjoy the holidays with your friends and family and eat the foods that are exciting during the holidays. Right, and that make you happy and that make you feel like you're home and that are traditional. Right, exactly. And, you know, I always do a healthy January where those recipes are, and they're not boring. They're really great. They're still cozy recipes, but they're just incorporating maybe a little less cheese and using spaghetti squash in place of pasta, things Mm -hmm. like that, you know? This episode is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that mixes mushrooms and adaptogens with coffee, cacao, latte, protein powder, and edible skincare. How cool is that? Did you guys know that 64% of Americans drink coffee daily? Well, in my opinion, most of you guys drinking coffee should actually be drinking Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee because it's more than just coffee. It contains Lion's Mane, which if you haven't heard of it, it's a super functional mushroom. It's 
your brain's best friend essentially and supports focus, productivity, and creativity, especially during a busy day. I'm feeling kind of low on energy, feeling like I need a little pick-me-up, don't want to turn to typical coffee. The Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee is really, really a great option. It also includes something called chaga, which is otherwise known as the king of mushrooms. And chaga supports your immune system with antioxidant properties. And we all know how good antioxidants are for us, especially now when it's flu season and everyone's getting sick. This is something that we should all have as part of our daily routine. You're probably thinking, does this actually taste like mushrooms though? And I can guarantee it tastes just like regular coffee, not at all like mushrooms. It's made with 100% organic Arabica coffee beans. It has zero sugar, zero carbs, and zero calories. Plus it's organic, vegan, paleo, sugar-free, and dairy-free. The great thing about it, if you're a little bit sensitive to caffeine, it only has half the caffeine of regular coffee, but that doesn't take away all the magic it has. It's way easier on my gut and it doesn't leave me with that like awful jittery feeling or crash. They also have super easy to use packets that you can take anywhere. You can stash them in your purse, in your gym bag, in your suitcase, anywhere. Of course, we have a special offer for you guys. You can receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash withwit or enter code withwit at checkout. That's foursigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash withwit to receive 15% off your order. And now back to our episode. So when you feel like burnt out yeah. with food yeah. and with creating recipes, what do you do? Get outside. Like I'm such a big hiker and I live in Colorado, so it's easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. Get outside, get creative, get out of my element and take a break. As a beginner, mm-hmm. my husband really loves to cook. He's not a beginner. He's very good. But for me, like I'm just starting to get into cooking and I'm all about following a recipe because okay. I don't really feel confident yet yeah. just winging it. So what are some tips that you would tell to a beginner who wants to like make healthy, good food for their family, but it not like takes so much time and so yes, much prep. Absolutely. First of all, just like, don't be afraid. Just get in there and do it. Like okay. with everything, I feel like you just have to do it. And mm-hmm. like that first time is intimidating and scary, but it just gets easier and easier and easier. I think finding someone, whether that's through Instagram or a cookbook that you like, like their style of cooking and you like their recipes is really, really awesome. Especially with Instagram. Like I do a lot of on my stories, like full start to finish cooking the recipe with everyone. So it's almost like I'm cooking there with you. So Mm -hmm. people have found that really, really helpful. And you can see how I'm doing it. You can see that I mess up too. Like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. If you burn something, like, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. You just have to not stress about it. And I think if you take the stress away, that can really be helpful. And then pick a recipe that doesn't have 5 million ingredients. Right. And has ingredients that you seem to love and the process feels relatively simple to you and it won't be as intimidating. Mm -hmm. And like there really shouldn't be 20 steps in a recipe. Like that should be no, no as is. Right. Yeah. And what do you think about meal prep? Because sometimes that feels intimidating to me. I think meal prep is intimidating. Like to just go on a Sunday, get all your ingredients one day. I don't know. Like for some reason it's never worked for me. I find myself going to the market like three times a week. I think that's the case for a lot of people. I think that meal planning is great. Mm -hmm. Ideally, I think it's really, really hard. I think that you should, this is what I always tell people, like do you eat at home five days a week? No. Right. And, but like, did you try to plan for 
five days a week of eating at home? We don't try to do that, but we try to do like at least three meals. That's So that's what I say. Like if yeah. you can do three meals, like if you can get them like, okay, I'm going to be out Thursday night and out yeah. Tuesday night. So I need to be, I need to have some ideas for Monday, Tuesday, when, or whatever days I right, said. I don't right. know. You know, like if you can go to the store and shop for three nights, I think that's more manageable than shopping for five nights. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, if you don't want to spend your whole day, like do you not want to spend your whole day on Sunday cooking in the kitchen, no, prepping recipes? definitely not. I, I don't, it, I, I can't spend any of my time. Like, yeah. like I feel like if a recipe is going to take me longer than an hour for a weeknight dinner, then I can't do it. No, nobody can. And I, like nobody can. Yeah. So then I would try to on Sunday maybe say, hey, I want to make these whatever recipes mm-hmm. for the week. Maybe go, go to the grocery store, get those ingredients. But like, okay, I have those ingredients. I'm ready. But it's a 30-minute recipe, so I can handle that on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Like and do it then mm-hmm. instead of like sitting there chopping and then like then you're chopping and you're putting it in the container and you're putting it in the fridge. It's like this was a lot of time and now I have to go back on Wednesday night and take and it, all do it all out. Again. And yeah. 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 So I would just find a recipe that feels relatively simple and, you know, try to create that that night. It's like, and there's a lot of recipes in my new cookbook, not to like plug it yeah, or anything. Yeah, no, I want to talk about your cookbook. No, we don't. Tell but us like, it, there's a lot of recipes that are 30 minutes yeah. or, you know, one. That are really 30 minutes that because are really I minutes. recently made a tortilla soup, chicken yeah. tortilla soup. The recipe said 90 minutes. It took me three hours. Oh. And I, I was a little hard on myself because I was like, oh, maybe because I'm a beginner, I'm just really slow. Yeah. But my husband even did it with me. Yeah, no. And I was like, First this of all, is tort- false advertising. It shouldn't take you that long. Yeah. Um, I have a soup in the book and it uses, you know what it does? Go to Whole Foods, get yourself a really good jar of enchilada sauce, store-bought. Like, sometimes take some help from the store. Like, there's really good products out there right now. Dump it in a pan, add some broth, add the chicken, simmer 20 minutes, you have tortilla soup, and it's so good. Right. No, I know. I shouldn't be, like, afraid or feel embarrassed to get some help with some of those brands that are actually, like, organic and clean and healthy. Yeah, Ina would tell you to do it. Yeah, that's so true. She would tell you to do it. So, yeah, but there's a lot of recipes like that, and I think— that you just have to find an approachable good recipe. It doesn't need to be complicated. Right. Because if you really, if you start off complicated, you're, you're going to get turned scared. off right away oh and then it's not going to last. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about your book. What prompted you to write it? Yeah. What's it all about? Yeah. My community, really, the whole Happy Charvis community, because I was seeing the same feedback that you're telling me. I don't want to spend an hour in the kitchen every mm-hmm. single night. I don't want to mess these recipes up. I want them to be simple. I don't want them to be, you know, a lot of them are under 10 ingredients, but they're still really, really flavorful. Because, That's amazing. Yeah, because you can take a store-bought enchilada sauce that is doesn't have weird ingredients in it. We have Whole Foods. We have great stores right now that are carrying incredible products that can be really good in your recipes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all need to be homemade tomato sauce, you know? Right. Which would take you hours. Right. So there's a lot of that in there. And there's just simple ingredients, real foods, simple cook times. I do a lot of one skillet recipes, approachable recipes. That's always how I say it. Like Amazing. they're just approachable. And now a word from our sponsor. OMG, I freaking love Native. I wish I had it in my purse right now because I actually forgot to put deodorant on today. And I feel like I'm starting to stink. But Native is the best, you guys. It is a super clean deodorant that smells so good. It's formulated without aluminum, no parabens, no talc, and it's filled with ingredients found in nature. Some like coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch. Tapioca starch is actually proven to help absorb wetness. And the shea butter is 
as you guys may have heard of before, is a super great moisturizer and emollient. They never test on animals, which is something super important to me. And they give free shipping and returns. So I love this because deodorant is something that you use every day. And I feel like when you're using something every day, you really want to make sure you know what's in it. And like I said, Native comes in a wide variety of scents for men and women. Plus they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula for those who are a little sensitive to scents and a baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. My personal favorite scent is the eucalyptus and mint just because when I put it on, I feel like I'm at the spa. You guys must try it. I'm giving you 20% off your first purchase if you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code WITHWIT during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com deodorant.com and use the promo code with wit. And now back to our chat. Okay. So let's talk Thanksgiving because I need some major inspiration. I will say that one tip that my mom always does for Thanksgiving that makes things easier is she measures and preps everything in advance. Mm -hmm. Like all the produce, all the produce, all the flour, like per recipe, she has like all the sugar herbs, like everything that you can do in advance. That's not going to go stale. She does, but that's my mom. That's my biggest tip too, though, is to get everything prepped ahead of time as you can can find as many make ahead recipes as you can. Mm -hmm. Like everybody will tell you this, anything that you can do beforehand to Mm -hmm. save yourself stress day of is so key. Yeah. So like this year, I'm actually releasing an entire Thanksgiving make ahead meal plan for Thanksgiving. Amazing. um, With just recipes that you can do. Like I have a slow cooker mashed potatoes. So those mashed potatoes can sit in the slow cooker for hours and people can, you can serve them right out of the slow cooker. Like it's so, so easy. You don't have to worry about the mashed potatoes, which I feel like are such an important part of Thanksgiving. They are. And (laughs) Never really very good, if I'm being perfectly honest. Not not at all in our family. I'm sorry. You need to try my mashed potatoes then. I definitely will. Because you need a good mashed potato. They're my family's favorite. Yeah. So okay. So there's obviously the turkey. How do you do your turkey? I have a trick for I don't know how your mom does her turkey. Did she make turkey when you do She always does the turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Is she doing it this time? I'm not sure because my husband is now involved and since we're hosting it, yeah, he may want to take charge of it. So there's different politics. Politics involved yes, that now. could be iffy. Like what's yeah, happening? Yeah, or maybe here. W- they will each make one. Oh, you know. You but what's your well, tip? Well, if your husband wants to try a new one, so I do this really cool thing. I soak cheesecloth in herbed butter, like mm. melted herb butter that you make yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's super simple. It's just like some butter, lemon, garlic, lots of herbs. Really simple. And then you take the cheesecloth and you soak it in there. And then what you do is you drape it over the turkey Mm. and you roast the turkey with the cloth on. So you don't ever have to cover the turkey with foil or do anything special to it. And what the cheesecloth does is it protects the skin from burning, but it keeps the turkey moist because that butter is dripping down over Mm -hmm. the turkey Mm -hmm. as it's roasting. And Every single time you come out with a golden skin, it's so pretty. I've never burnt it. I've had readers comment saying like, this turkey, the recipe is golden. Like I thought I overcooked it, but then it wasn't. It wasn't dry. It was great. Oh like the cheesecloth is a secret. I don't even know what a cheesecloth is. So cheese, I know I'm like wondering, I'm like sitting here wondering if you do. And like, but no. I would just like go on Amazon and type Amazon, it in. Amazon, I yeah. can give you the link. It's $5 okay, on great. Amazon. Is it? 
it's not made of cheese. No, it's what you use to make cheese. <laughs> to like sift cheese yes, or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were to make homemade ricotta, this is how you would do it. You would like okay. squeeze out the excess moisture. Okay. But you can also bake with the cheesecloth. Like it won't burn in the oven or anything like that. It will be really dark when you take it out, but you'll take it off the turkey and it'll be really pretty. And it's like, it's the best tip that I have for Thanksgiving. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So we've figured out the turkey, the mashed potatoes. <laughs> green beans. How can we get creative with green no, beans? I have yet to give my readers a green bean rest because I don't make them. Oh, okay. But that's a You thing. don't like them? I'm a Brussels sprouts person. Oh. I love Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts have become part of our menu because one of my brother-in-laws loves Brussels sprouts, I, I but he's Brussels always in charge sprouts. of them. But maybe I need to do a green. No, it's not I mean, that I, I feel like a green bean is a classic it's Thanksgiving so classic. thing. It yeah. is so classic. I have seen a lot of really fun things that like people will like wrap them in bacon and do little green bean bundles or they'll just do like Simple lemon, a yeah. butter with herbs. I would personally definitely roast them to give them a little bit of a texture. Yeah, like a little more of a Yeah, crack. how does your mom do them? We've always just done very basic like sauteed green beans with shallots, I think. Shallots are so good. Like a garlic shallot yeah, yeah, yeah. buttery situation. And we do haricot vert. Nice. So that I know I mean, is those a crowd sound pretty pleaser. Good. Okay, the biscuits, we just do like Pillsbury. Oh, no. Don't do the Pillsbury <laughs> biscuits, Whitney. No, no. Oh, I have a, the crescent rolls. There's, I have a super easy crescent roll recipe okay. that's on the blog that is really, really good. I have a lot of bread recipes. I'm doing a Parker House roll. Ooh, yum. Uh, that's releasing this week, I believe, okay. for Thanksgiving. And they're easy to make. Easy. This one actually uses instant yeast. It's like takes under an hour to make. Okay. Parker rolls. Those sound amazing. Yes. Really easy, simple, like if you have flour, if you have some honey. I Mine are like a honey butter Ooh. roll. So just that like there's that – I like a sweet and savory aspect yeah. a lot. So, yeah. But the honey adds really nice. And then I use salted butter too, which I think makes all the difference. Yeah. just a little extra touch of salt. So, But it's literally just like flour and egg, butter, and salt. Oh, my God. It's okay. so simple. Great. Yeah. All right. So what are some other like unexpected recipes that you are – doing. Oh, I just shared actually, uh, you feel like you would like this one too, a Hasselback butternut squash. It's really pretty. Ooh. And uh, you just take butternut squash and you have it and then you thinly slice it and then okay. you and you roast it. And I did like a breadcrumb topping for it to give it a wow. little bit of crunch. Really good. And it's like a lighter side. It's not super heavy. I always feel like with Thanksgiving, it's really nice to have some lighter sides mm -hmm. because the meal is a heavy meal, whether you're doing the mashed potatoes and I always do mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes. Yeah. And my family like Likes, like there's like an au gratin potato that one family member likes go. and then there's like the stuffing uh -huh. that and there's so many there's different so many like different unhealthy ones. sides yeah. so I always do the biggest salad on Thanksgiving like some people eat it some people don't but yeah. always do the biggest salad That's smart we never have salad Really? No, I mean, like, we never have salad for Thanksgiving. No, I know. Not like I'm I never just, eat salad. I'm just shocked. I love salad on Thanksgiving. You have to have, like, a good crunchy like green. Like, good fall. Yes, yes. Yeah, green yeah. with apples or something. Yes, that's exactly. Yes. That's my Thanksgiving salad is I do an apple kale salad and, like, a really good shallot dressing. Yum. With, like, herbs. And then I'll do pomegranates on top, which Yum. make it really pretty. And I'll switch out the cheese, whether it's, like, a goat cheese or maybe a burrata. Just keeping it simple flavors so that it doesn't mess with all the other flavors, but it's just like nice palate cleanser. Yeah. I feel like. And do you guys do stuffing? 
Yeah, but we're not a big stuffing family, actually. But last year I did a mushroom and croissant stuffing that was Ooh, really, really – That sounds so It was good. like, yeah, the croissants kind of made it just a lot better. Is cooking, like, still relaxing for you or does it feel – like a little bit of a job. Yeah. I think when I'm cooking during the day, it feels like a job. I mean, and it's not that it's not fun. It is still. And I'm so thankful to do it as a job. But like when I'm cooking for my family or just for friends and I don't have to worry about measuring ingredients, does this recipe work? Like, how is it looking? That's still relaxing, you Mm -hmm. know? But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, during my everyday day-to-day, it's a little bit more like I have to be on my game, make sure that I'm writing everything down so that I get the measurements right. So yeah, it's definitely still a little bit of a job. Not that it's not fun though. No, I totally get what you mean. It's not like you're just following a recipe and then- Right, it's not like I have a glass of wine in hand, you know? No, yeah. You have to make note of everything and photograph every step. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot more like minutia to it when you have to do it. Yeah. Back to hosting real quick. So- I obviously want to make a beautiful table mm-hmm. as well. I love a tablescape. Yeah. But I feel like Thanksgiving, it's always the same. You know, mm-hmm. it's always like fall colors and a little bit of gold and mm-hmm. a little bit of pumpkin mm-hmm. and like burgundies and yep. stuff, burnt yep. orange. And I'm just like kind of over it. Do you have any good inspiration so, for design? I have a question for you. Are, yeah. You're so creative. Like, have you ever incorporated like food into your tablescapes? Last year I did like little clementines. Okay. I actually, we tie-dyed our own tablecloths. Cute. And then we had little clementines. But no, I've never done anything so my, else. what I love to do to make the table like really special, since it's Thanksgiving, I'm always using a ton of apples, a ton of pomegranates, and then like the really cute little mini pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like to keep the center like not super high so that people can talk right. over each other, right. not having to be talking over flowers or something. And I also love eucalyptus too. So I like to like make a food tablescape essentially and kind of like, you know, the pomegranates are always so pretty. Like this, cut them in half? Sometimes I will, yeah. Or sometimes okay. I've done two, like a platter in the middle of the table of just really pretty produce. It's cheap. It's affordable. It's so easy. Do you have pictures of I that do. On I'll your have feed? to show you. Okay, yes. Cool. Okay, um, good. From last year, and I'm going to do a new one this year, too. So, okay, good. And like, I just think it's fun, too, because it's like this is seasonal produce. This was cheap. It's not like super fancy, but it's really pretty. But yeah, that's kind of what I like to do. And then I always on the actual plates, I think it's really nice if you have the time to like bake something and put it on the plate and like be the name. I don't know if you do name tags. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so do. sometimes I've done like little mini personal pies or but like if you want to keep it easy, like just sugar cookies and right. it is in the shape of a turkey. Like it's just a Or maybe like, I'll have Sunny help me decorate exactly. a cute cookie. Like I feel like Thanksgiving especially too is all about, you know, just like showing your appreciation and thanks to people. And like mm-hmm. those little special touches that are like, I worked hard on this meal for everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. And that would be so cute if he decorated the cookies. And that would be so cute. You just cute. put them on the plate and it looks really, you can like sort of prop them up with like the napkin or whatever. I don't know how you set your table, but yeah, there's so many different ways you can do it now. And it's just fun and it just incorporates even more of the meal into the whole dinner. Yeah, I think that's so cute. And I think you sparked an idea for me, like maybe even putting in their napkin, like a little note of why you're thankful for them, like writing a personal thing for each person. But I'm definitely going to put Sunny to work and and have him decorate cookies. He would have so much fun with it too. He can write like what he calls them. Like that's so cute. Also like, go get some foodsters cookie mix if you don't want to bake the cookies. Again, Like, you don't have to do it all. I think that people feel like they have to do it all. 
And that's when you end up stressed out. Like I want to pull my hair out and I'm never hosting. And not enjoying it. Yeah. That's the hard part is that like you spend so much time prepping Mm -hmm. and then you eat in five minutes and then it's over. It's over. It's like, like, what? Yeah. Yeah. My biggest tip for everybody for Thanksgiving is to like really sit and enjoy, especially the host. It's like I would always get frustrated that my mom would never be sitting down Mm -hmm. with us at dinner because she was still working on like the the next course or what, you know? And so I just think it's so important that we just forget about like all our duties and really at least spend some time sitting at a table together. It's all about, you know, like family, friends, talking, being there. And I think that too, having recipes that you like don't have to worry about so much just on fussy recipes is what you need. Yeah. And they're going to taste good too. Like the fancy recipes don't necessarily taste that great, you know? It's true. So Keep it simple. Yeah. And a good cocktail, right? Right. But do a pitcher, please. Like, okay. Don't, don't do like, I have like, do a sangria, do just like a margarita in a pitcher. Do, I really love mules, masco mules. Yeah. Delicious. Um, I do cocktail Saturday every single Saturday for the holidays through no, like, so November and December. So. Were you just like invite friends over? No. Like or on, you on, on your the, on social? The, on social. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh my God. So what a, a fun thing to do uh, on I a wish, Saturday. I wish, right? Um, No, but people love it. It's, you know, cocktail season. Yeah, you gotta have a good cocktail at your party. Right. I mean, especially when emotions are running high and family is stressed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really fun. So I have lots of cocktail ideas for you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So fun. So where can we find you and buy your book? Yeah, I'm Happy Jarvis, like on Instagram, happyjarvis.com. So all socials, Happy Jarvis, and you can buy the book wherever books are sold. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review because I want to hear from you guys. You can let me know what you thought of this episode or anything more you want to hear about. Thanks. Peace in the streets.